Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And we are together again. It's just me and Brittany, Brittany and me and I, Brittany and I. <laughs> and, I. Um, and we've got lots of updates, things to discuss, crazy stories. We have listener questions. We have a, am I a momster that will, is like a really good topic I'm excited to discuss. And you know that am I a momster is our favorite, our favorite. segment. It's so <laughs> totally. good. Um, all right. So what's, what's up, Brittany? How's life? I know you have some crazy things going on. If you could see my face right now. Um, we haven't had internet or TV for a week. And I feel like I'm living in the You're olden the days. <laughs> I'm literally in the apocalypse. Um, I've literally been working off of my phone hotspot. And so has Noah. And then last night, Noah like used, like finally used up his hotspot. Um, data, I still mm-hmm. haven't yet, luckily. But I'm still recording my sisters. But Literally, like, Optimum, you suck. And basically, we're switching to Verizon, and they're at our house right now setting it up. And it's been really special. What did they say was the reason? They don't know. They were like, oh, it looks like you're getting a signal. And then somebody came to our, and then they canceled the person to come fix it because they said we had a signal. And we were like, but we don't. And then they finally sent somebody. They were gaslighting you. Literally on Saturday and by the time they came the guy was like yeah you're not getting a signal but this is going to take me a couple of hours to fix and I was like it's not your fault but you can go home because we are switching to Verizon (laughs) right and so it's been really interesting I've had luckily like you could download things on the iPad like on Netflix and Oliver likes the noggin app and he likes watching Daniel Tiger so like all those apps I could download some episodes Uh but I'm like 
I literally feel like I don't even know what. I'm like, you could only watch these two episodes today. <laughs> so is he like playing more with toys? <laughs> Honestly, no. But I, I guess for the most, like he's at camp. Well, actually, this was good. He was sick last week and he was home for oh. Oh my three God, days. The perfect week to be. It was Oh horrible. my God, that's just like a storm. Yeah, it was a storm, but the iPad was like fine. And I guess like, yeah, he was playing with his toys. Like with Jack, it doesn't really matter. And um, it was really sad though, because Oliver goes to me, he's like, mommy, I want to, I want to watch in real life. I don't want to watch like this anymore. I was like, you mean you want to watch on the TV? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, the TV's broken. (laughs) I was going to say you can like go to the office, but I, I guess obviously because he's home, you had to stay back. Yeah, it was just kind of like a cluster of madness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then my my nanny's not there today. And so oh. my mom came over and I pieced and came to my sister's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hopefully, hopefully fingers crossed. You're going to watch like a marathon of television. <laughs> so much TV. I have so much to catch up on. <laughs> and um, I hope this never happens again. But like, I'm really proud to know that I... I made it through. You survived. You survived. survived. What was like the hardest thing? Like without internet. Like when my kids are literally going ape shit and I can't turn the TV on. Like this morning, Oliver was watching his iPad and Jack wanted to watch it because he heard the noise coming from it. But Oliver won't share it with him. Yeah. So like those things were annoying. But other than that, like it was honestly like I don't watch that much TV. It's more just the random times that you needed as a tool. That Well, I'm glad that the internet is going to be fixed and peace will be restored at the Levine household. <laughs> and if anybody else ever has to go through this, I'm sorry, but you will make it through alive. I am living proof. Because like you can also, like, okay, if you're hotspot, like you didn't have hotspots, you can go places where there's free Wi-Fi like Starbucks and you could probably like download a bunch of stuff for your kids. That's really, actually, no. Starbucks internet sucks. It sucks. Okay, sucks. so w- where's a good place with free Wi-Fi? Like the library? The library, I guess. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I remember last time I was at the library. We're in the apocalypse. I don't know. Um, <laughs> church or temple? Um, well, that's great. I'm excited for you. Thanks. Um, I've been having struggles of my own. Yeah, let's hear about it. Um, my sweet baby girl has has become a little bit difficult (laughs) in the evenings she like because she's so she started like crawling like a couple weeks ago maybe a month or whatever i don't even know how long she has so much energy she's pulling herself up she does not want to stop pulls herself up falls down pulls herself up falls down there's really it's never ending does not get tired keeps going loves to pull herself up in her crib does not want to go to bed anymore. So like, and on top of that, does not want us to leave the room and um, has, a, has a bit of a stuffy nose. So all of those Boy. things <laughs> converged this weekend and it was crazy. It was fucking crazy. And last night, so like I figured out, you know, just walking out, letting her cry for a little, mm-hmm. coming back was not working so I just had to stand there and I was googling it I was like okay there's like a 10 11 month regression this is normal yeah. know that it 
you know, you just have to be a little bit like there, patient and there for your kid. There's like nothing wrong with them. They're developing like crazy, especially when they're learning to cruise, which I learned mm-hmm. was not a, I thought cruising was like a, yo, the kid's going fast, <laughs> but cruising, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. No, it means they're like scaling. Yeah. They're like moving while holding yeah. on to things. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> they're going so fast. <laughs> oh, and also her top teeth are breaking it. They just oh, broke well, out. there you go. And that's so probably why she's stuffy. Why she's stuffy. So, but it's all those things happened yeah. at once. Aye. So yeah. like in one, just one, one snap of the finger. So, but it really helped me to Google it in the middle of the night because it was one of those things where Google was helpful because I was like, okay, this is so normal. I'm not like creating bad patterns. If I'm like standing there helping her fall asleep, you know, I'm just being there a little bit extra for her as I should be. I'm curious because I'm actually going through something similar. Like Jack won't let me leave the room. But so you you just like stand there while she cries. She doesn't cry when I'm in the room. She cries when I, the minute, oh my God, I want to redo all of my floors because they, they make a creak, right? And oh my fucking God. Okay, last night, so last night I was like, okay, this I'm giving, I'm, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to kind of like, make her get calm like because she the minute you put her down she turns tries to get and climb yes so the so when you get them to lay like put their arms out you know like yeah that's when you're like okay i've got you so yes. i'm just gonna like soothe you for as long as i can like hand, hand on chest do a little shush patterns <laughs> like i was i was uh, i don't know i the patience i had i don't know where it came from and i was just like standing there just like calm her eyes are closing they're closed and then i'm like okay she must be asleep and i take one step and she opens them she just wants to turn i'm like God, they know they, no, they know <laughs> the worst is when you make the step and you're like <laughs> and then you're like oh my god okay so i the so after a lot of this a lot of this i even got myself to like so i, I was like okay now i just need to make when i think she's asleep she's not asleep you must wait there for another five minutes yeah so i found myself i was like okay how am i gonna know if like five minutes goes by so i counted <laughs> four minutes i was like i counted to 64 times <laughs> literally without moving my my joints were aching <laughs> Aileen I'm not even kidding though like I do the same thing and I love knowing that you do this also because I thought I was insane no I thought I was crazy but then I feel like oh my god I'm the the distance from the crib to the door seems like three miles at that point because you know how many steps you need to take and you're like oh my god I'm gonna make so much noise so it reminded me of that show where there's like lava around you and you're like have to get out without making any noise and I'm like it is really hilarious to watch so funny because I trust so I the, the four minute thing I, I learned you know with practice because over the weekend I was like I was standing in between the crib and the door petting like her as much as I can being like shh, shh. I'm like trying to see if I could get out at the same time that wasn't working she can sense that I'm on my way out you have to stand there <laughs> it was just it's been rocky <laughs> so then after the four minutes you are able to escape I got out. She like, she kind of cooed a little bit. I was like, just go, just go. And, so I, and I, I got out of there and I made it. <laughs> oh my God. Do you ever go back and watch the camera no, and I'm see just... what you look like walking out? I can't. I don't, <laughs> it's so funny. You look like Captain Jack Sparrow, like <laughs> tiptoeing around. Like Literally, a, it's so nut. funny. 
Yeah. Oh but, my God. So yeah, she's, we, we're literally getting those gates installed right now. I had like, the guy was like, a month wait but he did you call the guy properly. then name yeah I you gave sent you? me mm-hmm. and he's here in my house Amazing. <laughs> and i am very excited about that but she's gonna be trapped but i guess it's nice she has like something to climb but i made like a fortress in her playroom with pillows and stuff like blocking her as much as i could it's uh, i mean like jack is like the same way right now like he's he's not walking but he's he'll stand up without holding on to anything that's his like newest feat and he like thinks it's the coolest thing like he makes his face and he looks at me he's like look at what i'm doing and he falls to the floor but you know i was like saying in i feel like like most of like the areas of my house i've like figured out how to keep it childproof and safe for him to just Mm -hmm. crawl around but the one thing i i said in our pool beach episode how it's so fucking annoying taking him to a pool Mm-hmm. because they just like are cruising and moving around and you can't take your eyes off of them. So I literally, I was at my sister's this weekend and I took all the pool furniture, yeah. like all the outdoor furniture and I made him a like playpen and mm-hmm. my sister wasn't home yet and she came home and I was like, I moved all your furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it needed to be done. <laughs> like, like you mean like outdoor furniture, like chairs and all that? Like you made a little fort for him? Yes, like the couches and the table and like the end tables. I was like, it's perfect. And then like all like, so and like Oliver and my nephews were like, they're like, how do I get into Jack's playpen? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, the things that we figure out how to do. I know. great. But are these Mila's first teeth that are coming in or she has no, teeth already? No, she had two bottom ones. Okay. The top ones were like coming for so long. Like her gums were bubbling. She would make a face all the time like showing them to me. Aww. And um, it's, I'm excited. I saw, I, like it cut through. So I saw it. How relieving is it when you see them cut through because you know the worst is over? Oh my God, I got so excited I screamed. <laughs> It's so exciting. Jack had his top four come in at the same time during while he had wow. COVID. That oh my was god, fun. COVID! That was special. Jeez, that was a really special was there like time. An, like, do the fevers like add on to each other? Like, or is it just one fever? Honestly, who the hell knows? But that was yeah. such a special time in my life. So, oh my gosh, well it's over. <laughs> it's TJ. over. Hopefully, knock on wood. The funny thing when you said like, oh, he looked at you and he was like so proud of myself. That is such a real it's so funny when they do that so i have like right now until the gates are i have like one step that goes from the playroom to the kitchen and so i'm gonna put a gate there but for now i just put like couch cushions in front of it but they're like the arm cushions so they're a little bit low but she can't climb over them so she always she tries over like for an hour but she doesn't but i like left them left one of them to the side and she so i watched her like play around then see it that it's available for the taking yeah go climb up and i like kind of helped her like i wasn't like gonna be like no no like i like i was watching her i was very supervised she got up she did a few like steps like now in the kitchen she looks back at me so pleased with herself like did you see that mom it was really the cutest thing because it's like such a showcase of their personality yeah and i i loved it it was great that's really That's cute. A little girl. Can't stop with, moving. With all of these things, it's frustrating and then things like that happen and you're like, oh, I love you. I know. I know. Like little yeah. tiny things. Yeah. 
Like yesterday, she was like sticking her fingers through the holes of the Hungry Caterpillar book. Like she could, she wanted to put it through all of them. <laughs> That's Shaq's favorite thing every single night. He like reaches for it. And I'm like, you want Hungry Caterpillar? He's like, <laughs> That's and so then he puts cute. his finger through it. She puts her finger through all them. Uh, she loves to do that. Yeah. And she like loves to turn the page like as fast as possible. Like, I'm like, we're still going. Uh-huh. And then like, it's just, and then the other thing that I started doing is giving her choices between books to, and she always chooses one. And I, I, it's never just, there's no pattern about like the left or right all the time. It's like what she wants. And I'm like, wow, like yeah. you were a person. You were not like a pat, like just a mushy flesh anymore. I know. And I feel like, especially once they get to, I feel like once Jack hit 12 months. So like you're like a month away. Like once Jack hit 12 months and now he's 13 months. Like this past month, there's so much growth in their personality and just their intelligence, I feel like. And like mm-hmm. what we could see, it's so crazy. And like they really, I just feel like they really start to come into themselves and you really start to like see who they are. Like you can witness him figuring stuff out or you witness yes. him like his reactions are like unique to him. Everything unique to him, just how he um, like he gets so frustrated or if he wants something, he gets like so angry over it or like how happy and proud he gets when he accomplishes something and how much he loves so books sweet. and how he like just like all these little like he's always like looking at things and we have this little barbecue like a toy barbecue mm-hmm. and there's a like a little circle in it for where you're supposed to put the ketchup bottle mm-hmm. and yesterday he was standing and he's holding the ketchup bottle and you shake it it sounds like a rattle and he like wants to get my attention so I look at him he smiles and then he took it and he put it in the circle where it goes <laughs> and he like knew where to put it and I was oh like my oh my god you're a genius <laughs> you're a Mensa scholar <laughs> you're going to harvard (laughs) it's really really funny that's so cute it's so cute it is great there's really you know it is it is kind of crazy because there's you know you have all these like things that happen i'm like so stressed out but with her like the sleeping thing Mm -hmm. but at the same time there's all this other shit that like makes up for it yeah so many like a billion fold that so many ways you're just like sometimes i get this like feeling of like you're really testing me like this is a real test like to stand there for 40 minutes like you know to try to get you to sleep and it's then horrible. like and and i'm like thinking like this is i can't i can't do it i can't do it and i walk out at the door but then i remember like during the sleep training time mm-hmm. when the coach was like you know, you need to be calm. So like if you need to leave the room to calm down, that's what's best for the situation, then like go and do that. Like, you know, you go in with like more of an open, less anxious, more open, you know, because the baby senses your frustration. That's a really good piece of advice. Yeah, I do feel really like bad about my like impatience. I guess Same. And I think that like we all get there. Yeah. I just, yeah, there's, you can't be perfect. No. You know, you're just like, no, it's impossible. We're human. (laughs) We're human. Like I, I've literally been doing the same thing. And like, like I, ever since Jack was sick, like a couple of weeks ago, he had Coxsackie, which was horrible. Yeah. I mean, nobody has been healthy in my house for like three months at once. That feels like a year. (laughs) (laughs) No, like it's out of control, actually. They've already been sick after the Coxsackie that they had three weeks ago. So, I mean. Maybe, is it all from like camp? 
Yeah, like, and like the doctors said that just like a lot of winter, this happened last summer too, like a lot of winter viruses are going around because of like immunity is down and like people aren't wearing masks and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, like his whole, this whole sleep thing, it's like, it's like you think you're in the clear, like if you decide to do sleep um, training and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I get them to sleep through the night at, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, whatever it is. And you're like, I'm in the clear. My life is good again. Yeah. But then like there are so many, and not to like freak anybody out because like, you know, because like every regression, you know that it doesn't last. Sometimes it lasts a day. Sometimes it lasts two weeks. It is what it is, but like we get through it. I feel like even like with Oliver, like he still has regressions where like he'll – there'll be periods of time where he'll just like wake up every night and come into our room or or, like whatever. Yeah. But I feel like we just get better at it each time. Yeah. You just, it's one day at a time also. It's like you, the, the thing that I find is unhelpful and I get really worked up about is thinking about like, cause it was during my Googling late night Googling is like, you know, they said the regressions can last like two weeks to six weeks and me being like six fucking weeks of this. Like that does not help at all. No, like working no. up of how long it could be when you really don't know how long it'll last. So like just one night or one day or whatever you're doing at a time and just dealing with that one thing and then you just kind of get better at it like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite it's quite the test. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We have like a bunch of listener questions that we actually like didn't get to last episode. Should we go through some of those? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. How about um, how to have the time and energy to work out as a working mom? Ooh. Our queen DST tier. Question of the year. <laughs> um, yes. So I just did a solo episode on um, DST that just came out last Thursday. I was answering a lot of questions about my workout routine and all of that. And I have like a kind of intense back pain that's like radiating from a hip injury. So I had to like completely stop my whole like workout routine (laughs) and just like do just really low impact stuff. I've like just really started with just walking like consistently and I found over my many years of inconsistently working out (laughs) that picking one thing that you really like to do that you can find like that's not so intense that you find yourself wanting to maybe create that you crave 
is a way to give your, that you'll find time for it because you'll crave it. And yeah. then you'll find time in your schedule because you'll prioritize it. So it's, so unless you're somebody who really hates working out, like completely zero motivation to move, I would say force yourself to do it because it's really good for your health. Not like, I'm not talking about, when I say health, I mean like your heart, your muscles, your bones, breathing, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> and um, I find it's really good for my mental health. Like I don't even, mm -hmm. I said on the episode, I like don't even look at my like, I wear my Apple Watch to see like, because I'm competitive, I want to get faster. <laughs> um, but I want to see my pace. But I've found that like I never even look at the burned calories anymore or whatever active calories. So um, that's that's kind of how I, that's my thing. But time, <laughs> I don't, it's so schedule dependent. Um, what do you think, Brittany? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a specific time um, that I work out. And like, I, I actually, I think we spoke about this on the, ma on the episode I did when I joined you on DST. Um, I, I think like what you're saying is like finding something that you really enjoy. Like I started playing tennis and I really enjoy playing tennis. So now I'm playing like two days a week where it's like, and I don't even think of it as working out because I love it so much. And I really, I made sure to find time in my schedule. Like I'm doing it at 7 30 at night and like typically like I'm the person that's in bed at 7 30 at night but like I don't even care because I love it and I want to make time for it but if it were like like a hit class I would mm -hmm. probably be more inclined to be like eh, I'm gonna skip it so yeah. like I think what you said like finding something that you like really enjoy doing um it definitely helps but like in but like with the whole scheduling it's I think as a mom, I think that's hard. I think a lot of my friends who um, have very strict workout schedules wake up really early, like wake up before their kids. And I think you have to be like a very special type of person to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I am not that special person. Um, but if you are, I think that, or like it might be really hard to do it at the end of the day after your child goes to sleep. But if you really feel like you want to make it a routine and like start small. You don't need to. And like, this is another thing. Like I worked out on, I took a class on Sunday morning and I was like a little hungover, like tired. Like I didn't want to do anything. And I was like, I don't need to do like an hour class right now. Like you could, there are so many apps out there now. Like I went on the Sculpt Society and I did a 30 minute class and I took a couple of breaks. And there have been times that I've done 20 minute Peloton classes. Mm -hmm. Like I think that like start small, like don't say like, oh, I have to do an hour class yeah. four days a week because that's you're biting off too much. I think it's like, okay, let me start with 15-minute classes twice a week. Yep, I agree with that. And see where that takes you. Sustainable. The other thing that I've learned to make things a habit that you don't necessarily do already and like learned it about like based on like habits work is that you you like sort of find a cue that like you normally would be doing something else so like for example for me after I get out of my pajamas I would get into like my leggings and like a sweatshirt or whatever my work top <laughs> and um like and I would just you know go to my notebook and and do work but so I saw that like change when I changed I was like getting ready for my next phase of the day so I instead would just change into my workout clothes 
And then I would go, it would go make me like excited for that walk. And so I would yeah. go for the walk. And then I would go, whatever. Well, right now I'm still in my, my workout shirt. <laughs> but then I would go do my, you know, the work schedule, whatever. But I would make time for it because I now enjoy it. So like I would have to like push my day, like change my day around to make time for it. Right. Um, but yeah, the working out before like kids wake up is actually what a lot like when you you don't have that much flexibility in your schedule if you don't work from home if you know a lot of people have to do that so I had Liz Plosser on and she um you know she wakes up like five she's she's one of those special kind of special kind of people (laughs) so if you are if you want to be a special kind of person and like you want to know how go you can go listen to that episode it's really good um I mean who knows maybe one day in our lives Brittany we'll want to wake up Early. I'd really like to be that person. Like I really, really do want to be that person, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, no, I know myself and I cannot work out at night. Like now in life, like I can't do the nighttime shift. Nighttime is for decompressing and yes, some TV and bedtime. Like that is what night is. Morning is for energy. Before you had kids, like in your like – the like prime city days, yeah. Like Pre kids, do you remember being like that? Was like the social thing. Like after work, you would yeah. go take a class with your friends, and like so a lot fun. of people in our office like still do that, which is like amazing because I remember being able to do that. But now I'm like, I can't do that. No, I I hear that and I go decline. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I cannot do it. Sounds great. I'm gonna miss you guys, but that is not my life anymore. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> No, no, that is, I'm on the unwind. I'm on the wind down in the evening. Wind down with a faux pas. Exactly. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, next question. Do you need a labor plan in terms of texting family, instructions for pets, etc.? Yes. I think yeah. yes. I'll tell you like my labor plan. Um, like I knew who, we have a dog. I knew who was picking the dog up. This was for one child. I knew when we had one child for Oliver. I knew who was picking the dog up. And then I was like on a group chat with my friends And then like when I could no longer be a part of the group chat, my uh, husband, Noah, uh, Noah then like put all my friends on like a group chat and like texted them and like was out and like all of our family was on a group chat. So I think it was like with one kid, like for us, it was easier. And then with Jack, 
my, I actually, my plant, like I thought I was getting induced and I didn't, I went into labor, but luckily my sister came over. And so like I knew, I always knew that my mom would come over and sleep over for two nights with Oliver. That was just always the plan. And then, so we didn't have to worry about the dog because my mom was home with the dog and Oliver. And then I guess like that's really in the same thing with like the texting, like Noah took over the texting. Like, so everybody like knew everything was okay. Did you have a specific plan? Yeah, it was mostly about the dog. I was so intense. Remember how intense we were oh my like God. talking about the dog? No, I had the dog. Yeah, the dog. I had my mother-in-law take the dog for a week because I was so nervous about like just what she's going to be like. And I just wanted time alone with our baby. And I didn't want to worry about the dog. And I wanted to be able to like introduce her in a controlled setting. But yeah, when it was getting closer to my... Uh, due date I like kind of arranged it where I made sure our in-laws like had like our garage code just in case or our keys rather just in case so that if things were like you know emergency or not emergency but you know like not planned um, then they can just come get her while we're in the hospital or something like that yeah and you know we made like a list of what she needs and R- Rusty's like the dog's best friend so like (laughs) he's very he's very much attentive to her needs um (laughs) like in terms of what she what like they need to do to take care of her um so that was that in terms of like the labor plan yeah I would say definitely make like a plan write it out make sure like the people like there's key people involved and who does what just and that would give you such a good peace of mind because like this way you know the minute you're, like, you're going to the hospital like plan goes into action yes. um and like that's why people like that's why they say like pack a suitcase a hospital bag in advance because this way you don't have to think about it you just bring it and things just go into motion and right. the only thing you have to worry about is like you're yourself and your health right. and the baby's health and yeah but in terms of like t- i remember we were so fucking tired i w- i i was in a daze we were sending a picture to everybody like mila's here yeah <laughs> like i was just i was it was a wild time but it was it was great and yeah. some people i know send an email like the husband sends an email with a picture yeah we didn't do that it's a formal it's a formal approach. we didn't do that we did oh and another thing if this is like something you're doing in the Jewish world when you have a bris and it is seven days after or like eight days after. I don't know. It's I think eight days. I'm a bad Joe. Whatever. Um, you have to like send all that out. So what I did was I like prepared if you're doing paperless posts or an email, whatever it is, like I prepared that in like invitation mm-hmm. oh. like and like had that like prepped beforehand so like I didn't have to like really think about it and all the invitees and you just have to press send yeah and like also like I made sure I had like a dress for the bris before I had the baby Mm -hmm. and like if you're doing pictures like try to plan an outfit before um you have the baby because these are things that like you're not gonna (laughs) want to think about Mm -hmm. and um also Another thing, especially if, if this is your second or third child, whatever, um, definitely like 
talk to your older child about it and let them know what the plan is. So like originally our our plan when I was getting induced was my sister was going to pick Oliver up from school and he was going to go have a pizza party back at her house and my mom was then going to take him home and they were going to have a sleepover. So like I really like hyped that up and like made it sound really exciting for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you don't want them to, especially like if they're little, you don't want them to feel like, oh, where's mommy and daddy? So if you're like making sure to talk to them and for them to understand that this is going to happen mm-hmm. and like the best you can. Right, right. And didn't you like give, like have a gift that the baby gave your older kid? Yes. Yeah, so I had a gift. Like a bribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bribe gift. So Jack bought Oliver a rocket ship. Jack, okay. Oh, so sweet of him. <laughs> I know. That like opened up and had really fun stuff in it. And Oliver, he actually told me he wanted to get him this. He wanted to get cars for Jack. Oh. So I bought um, those like soft baby cars. And those were from Oliver to Jack. And does he still have them? Yeah. Oh, that's really special. That's really yeah. cute. But, and also I know this, if I were me listening to what we just said, I would be very overwhelmed. Um, in terms of like, oh my God, so much planning, shut down body. <laughs> I would just say like, just make a list, prioritize the things mm-hmm. that you care most about. Make it so easy for yourself. Ask for help. Don't say like, don't think that this is all on you. Literally ask, assign, delegate, do what you can do. Do the things that you feel like, because you know, you're the one doing the work in the labor room. So make yeah. sure the people around you are helping you out um, as much as possible. Yeah. And people around you are going to want to help you. Like, yeah. People, yeah. it's like friends or family, whoever you have around you, like people want to help. Yeah. Like don't feel like you're like ever putting a burden on somebody or like anything. Yeah. Like that's a good, that's a good one. All right. Uh, One of the questions is, what was your breastfeeding slash weaning experience? I feel like we have many episodes talking about the quite emotional journey of our breastfeeding slash weaning experience. It was not easy. At least for me, it wasn't easy. The weaning part was definitely not easy. I remember for Brittany and um, we do a lot of episodes on it. So just scroll down the feed and you'll find it it wasn't it's not too long ago it was i'll link some of them too we definitely talk about that a lot it was not it wasn't easy for either of us and but we have a lot to say about it so i feel like that's this is a a loaded question episodes worth and which we have yeah Well, let's move on to our favorite segment ever. (laughs) Am I a momster? All right. Hi, Aileen and Brittany. I just started getting into your podcast and I'm a huge fan. I'd love your thoughts about am I a momster or is my mill a momster (laughs) in law? (laughs) Here's the scoop. My mill unsolicitedly announced. I love when things start off like this. When my mill unsolicitedly announced when I was pregnant that her grandmother nickname will be Mom Mom. I hated it, but didn't say anything. My husband was hoping I'd get used to it. Six months after my daughter was born, I was still bothered by my mill referring to herself as Mom Mom. So much that it is one of the reasons I... (laughs) 
<laughs> so much that it is one of the reasons I started therapy. In November, I was alone with her and explained that the name Mom Mom as a nickname for grandmother bothered me since it was literally the name Mom twice. <laughs> I told her the nickname was giving me anxiety every time I heard it and saw or saw it in writing. I told her I was losing sleep over it and how I tried for over six months to get used to it, but I couldn't. I told her I recognized it's a regional nickname and it's what children called her mom. But I asked if she would be willing to choose any other nickname. Her response was that she would think about it and then called me controlling and ungrateful for all she does. She said she's the perfect mother-in-law and I'm the reason our relationship is only okay and not great. Jeez. She what? said, I try too hard to make things perfect for my baby and the world isn't perfect, so I'm doing my child a disservice. Then she deviated from the mom-mom topic and attacked me on other things. Two weeks later, she told my husband she thought about it and she will be mom-mom or nothing at all and suggested that she and I go into joint therapy. What? This really took a turn. <laughs> Our relationship has been awkward since, to say the least, and we barely speak. It's been seven months, and neither of us are budging on a name to call her in front of my daughter. I'm still refusing to call her by her preferred nickname, and she's refusing to be called anything that isn't mom mom. Therefore, she's being called nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is crazy. I even suggested grandma mom as a compromise, and she didn't like it. So now when she's around my daughter, she just isn't referred to as anything. <laughs> All other oh grandparents are referred to as something except her, which seems awkward. Are we both momsters? Just me or just her? Best? This is good. The actual mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh I'm laughing God. only because this is like so... This is an overwhelming situation. This is... I feel so bad for you. I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> it's really fucked up that she just went attacked her. That is mo that is momster in law status. Like do that is serious that is really momster in law. S serious momster in law. Like she didn't say that she was ungrateful for anything she did. She just said the nickname makes me uncomfortable. But we could unpack why it makes her uncomfortable. It would make me uncomfortable too. I why think. would it make you uncomfortable? Like, why do you think she's uncomfortable with a nickname mom mom? I, cause I, uh, cause it's mom. Cause it's, it's just, you're it's calling mom. yourself mom twice. Yeah. Look, I get it. Like it is a regional thing and people do call grandparents mom mom. But if she wasn't comfortable with it, like there's no reason to like, if you're bringing up one thing to then like attack a person, like, to just like attack a person for other things that are completely unrelated and then ruin your relationship over it. That's not necessary. I have, the reason why I think that like to unpack it and why she needs to go to therapy is because I think that probably there is like a, there is a tension between her, you and your mother-in-law. Like yeah. this is beyond just the name. Like this, the fact that this mother-in-law feels comfortable to say this to you is speaks volumes about like the way she is your relationship like all of this stuff and the fact that it makes you so it affects you so much that you need to go to therapy for it so you're definitely not the mo momster I at don't all think. at all your feelings are very valid i i i agree i think though like because you she even compromises like what about grandma mom that's not even right like, that's like a great compromise. Like that is the core a, word is still there. It's still mom mom. It's still mom mom. It's grandma mom. 
But the fact that she wants the grandma, mama, the grandma wants to hold on to mama is also bizarre. And like, she's just also holding on to her status as like matriarch almost, I feel like. Yeah. And it's, she probably feels also like something. But then she did say she would go to joint therapy with her, which in my opinion is not a bad idea. Like I, okay, if you're having, I mean, it's unless you really like don't care about your relationship with this person. Right. But I would agree to join therapy because this person is going to be in your life and your kid's life for a very long time. Agreed. And to have a good mediator there that can show like, can direct a person. And this is also her idea. So it's really a perfect suggestion because it's not your idea she is bringing you into therapy and to have this therapist that she gets to kind of well you guys should kind of choose together but to say that maybe she's wrong unless the therapist says no actually the, the mom is wrong then that would be that would be bad it would not be good but i feel like a therapist can't really say that they can't be like you're wrong you're right you right? don't know there are a lot of therapists out there that that's true may not be good <laughs> that's true I mean, it depends how she said it. If she was saying like, oh, we should go to joint therapy is more of like, uh, I know that's not something we're really going to do, but like you're the problem. So maybe therapy is what we need type of thing. And you just kind of feel like she's making you feel bad about going to therapy in the first place. Like then that's like one thing, but like it's a control thing. Like it's just a Mm -hmm. control thing. And that's what's so frustrating about it. And she's not recognizing your feelings. She's not validating your feelings. And... She doesn't care that you're the mom and you feel a certain way. It's mm-hmm. like her way or the highway, and that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is very loaded. It's There's loaded. so many things so, here. Okay, if you didn't go to therapy, what would you do? Just call her nothing. Call her by her first name, Nancy or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Nance. Nance, Nance. What do you think? What would you do? I mean, I would be like, look, like, this is awkward. Like, I know it's been awkward. Like, I feel you guys can't live like this your whole lives. So I would talk to her again and be like, this has been really awkward. And I'm sorry that you're offended that I'm not comfortable with the name mom mom. But I think it's more awkward that we can't call you anything. So let's together. I still think that we should pick out a name together. I'm still not comfortable with mom mom. But let's sit here and pick out a different name. And I think that we could come up with. We can meet in the, let's meet in the middle somewhere. I under, like, I understand why you're upset. I need you to understand why I'm upset. Now let's meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you do have the power. But also, I want to know where is the husband in all of this? Yeah. Where does he side? What, where does he stand? Where is he in all of this? This is his mother. Right. So it's, she mentioned him one time and said that he was hoping that she'd get used to it. So it seems like she he's siding with his mom. But so I would, before even talking to her, I would talk to the husband and be like, hey, bro, this is a you problem now. <laughs> you need to help us me solve this. I can't, I don't, you know, you're, or my husband, like we're in this together. This is our child. This isn't mm-hmm. her child. Um, this is what I want. And I gave her a compromise. She's got to either go with the compromise and or choose a different word. But this is the situation I need you to step in. Yeah. Like I would. And if he refuses. To, okay. What if he refuses to do that? 
No, like he needs to. Like he something needs like to. something my therapist tells me. Yeah. In like these situations, is that like there are certain moments where it's like that's a, their problem because it's their parents. Yeah. Like they like at cer- there are certain things where it's like you just step back and they're if it's their parents, they need to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, actually, actually, she says two weeks later, the mom called the husband and thought about it and said she'll be my mom and nothing and all. And she and suggested that I she and I go to joint therapy. So like really, if he, she's she's communicating anyway through the husband. So right. It's then he's got to communicate back and back you the hell up. Yeah. If he doesn't, then you have two problems. Yeah. <laughs> then you yeah. have two big problems. Yeah. I think first you need to make sure you're on the same page as your husband. And then together you go to the mom. Oh, she's going to give the biggest guilt trip. Like, I just feel it. Oy. I feel like I need to know what, what – could you write us and tell us what happened? I need, yeah, like, I, need uh, I need to know. I need to know. <laughs> I really need to know. All right. Well, I think that's an episode, Brittany. What do you think? I think that's an episode. As I mean, you know we could sit here talking for just like a week straight. <laughs> but I guess we have to end at some point, and that is now. Yeah. That is now. <laughs> the ending is now. The time is now. To end. now. <laughs> um, everyone, as a reminder, you can email us moms at betches.com to submit your Am I a Momster? And um, you can submit your no mom guilt because we're happy. We really want to read your guys' situations um, on the show, not just our own. We have lots of different segments like, What the fuck did my kid just say? Things like that. Like, send us like ridiculous things your children have said. We also do it on Instagram. Yes. And we have a new segment, Trending Moments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have any, if you have any ideas about trending moments, which are just like trends in the social media world that you want us to do or play or whatever. Um, yeah, so do that again. That's moms at betches.com. And if you love the show, please leave us a five-star review. Again, this is not just me and Brittany doing the show. We have a whole team behind us. And um, it's not just that review is not just for us. It's for all of us together as a team putting together the show for you. And we love to do it. And it just feels so good when we see your positive feedback. <laughs> and that's it. You can follow us at Betches Moms. You can follow me at Aileen. Brittany, do you have a new instagram persona oh that I you have <laughs> that you have started that i noticed <laughs> okay so i get so much shit that i don't accept followers on brit rich From and who? here's the thing i don't just like i feel like people are always like writing in like why won't you accept me i'm trying to follow you blah 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 and i feel <laughs> bad like i don't want to like not let people follow me but i just feel like i have like a lot of private things on there and yeah. so i started an account it's underscore Brittany underscore Lev because apparently Brittany Levine is the most popular name. I might as well be John Smith because yeah. I it took forever to find a name. But yeah, so that's my, I guess like my everyday handle of stuff that I'll be posting on to kind of let you guys in a little bit more on my day to day because I'm nice like that. You're so nice. It's Brittany, bitch. So follow me. I wanted that. Brittany at (laughs) it's underscore Brittany underscore Lev. Lev. And at Betches Moms. And remember, there are no rules in this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Right, Regina? Please stop talking. 
The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.